Hello and welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We are recording live from Crown Cigars and Nails here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I am one of your hosts, Trey Dedman, and I am joined, as I am every week, by the Sultan of Smoke, Master of the Maduro, Lord of the Lonsdale. They call him Robusto, but he's really more of a Solomon, Mr. Shane Reeves. Now, that's an intro. That's, that's <laughs> really what a person wants. And all, you did leave out Slayer of the Savage Sumatra, but I'll accept it. <laughs> I'm happy with anything you have available, so thank you. It's been a while since last week. I didn't remember all of the criterium that you had set out out but well you don't take notes during the show no those out there listening are not taking notes <laughs> i just assume everyone takes notes i i hang on every word i don't have time oh okay well then that's that's admissible you're well, too riveting for me shane <laughs> but before we get into how interesting i am which is one of my favorite subjects why don't we talk about our cigars we're going to smoke this week Alrighty, so i am trying something new to me and that is the La Hacienda by Warp Cigars. So this actually was just released back in April, so I haven't had the opportunity to smoke it yet. Um, it's a Nicaraguan Puro. They're currently making it in two sizes. Tonight I am going to be smoking the Gran Robusto, which is a 55 by 52 um, don't really have any specifics on the blend yet, uh, but of course being a Nicaraguan Puro, I have a feeling I'm probably going to enjoy it quite a bit. Well, the Warp Cigar brand is not known for being an overpowering brand, but a Nicaraguan Puro usually has a lot of flavor profile. Well, and just looking at this cigar, it is beautiful. Like, first of all, the, the band, the intricacy of this band in a cigar at this price point, which is, you know, around the 8 to $9 range, is really impressive, but it's just a picture-perfect beautifully made cigar. Can you see that? Yeah, I mean, and that's you're probably looking at what, a 5 by 40? 5.5 by 52. 5.5 by 52, okay. Caught me off guard. I was. It looked bigger in the rear view mirror. <laughs> but I hear that a lot. I do like the design. I do, I've seen that. It's caught my eye several times. I've yet to smoke one for the simple fact that Warped has always been kind of a lighter smoke and the times I'm in the mood for the lighter smoke lately, I've been reaching for La Aurora. I don't know what it is, but the the D, the DNA has just been my go-to cigar for a couple of weeks now for some reason. I how, smoked one on the show last week. How many of those have you put down at this point, you think? Uh, probably half a box, probably eight to ten, just depending. Um, I've become one of their biggest salesmen because last night at the poker game, I was espounding the virtues of it, hoping to win the game and win, you know, the lion's share of a box of those. Well, one of the things that, I, that I'm looking forward to about this is the fact that it's actually made in the Casa Fernandez factory down in Esteli, which is a region of Nicaragua that I really appreciate smoking cigars from, so... Well, so tonight, I'm going to be enjoying a cigar that we've spoke a lot about. I don't know if one of us has ever smoked this on the podcast, but we've certainly smoked a lot about the Illusione Gigantes. Um, one of my favorite smokes, always just a great, it's a six and a half by 56, hence the name Gigantes. Uh, the wrapper is San Andreas from Mexico. The binder is Criollo and Corojo from Esteli and Jalapa, and the filler's Nicaraguan. So they say the strength on this is medium. I think this is closer to a full than a medium. I'd call it a medium plus, uh, yeah, just for my palate. Uh, 
little little bit of trivia, and this is I think one of us has actually smoked it on the show before because I feel like I've said this before, is that a lot of people uh, believe that the Illusione Rothschild and the Gigantes are the same blend, but they're actually not. Yeah, I know you have smoked a Rothschild on the show. I did not know if we'd ever smoked a Gigantes. Well, I doubled up on the Nicaraguan 505 last week, so if we have smoked it on the show before, then uh, so be it. Well, and the thing, you know, speaking of wrappers, I love the texture of this wrapper, not those kind. Oh. And I'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> the wrapper on this cigar is rough. It's a little coarser. A lot of cigars have that silky smooth wrapper. That's actually a Cuban characteristic where it almost looks like they sanded the cigar just a little bit after they got done wrapping it. Which is a lot like what I've got going on with mine here. Yeah, it's just a, a smoother wrapper, but I like a rough wrapper. I like a wrapper that feels like it had to earn its way in the world. I'm the same way, and you wouldn't expect it, but one of the cigar companies that I think is known for that is Padron. You know, you, you kind of expect with the higher-end cigars is where you think about that smoother wrapper, but the there's a little bit of, I guess, for lack of a better term, dimpliness to the Padron Anniversary Series that I that I really enjoy. Well, and that is interesting because Padron is a Cuban-style cigar, but it does not have that Cuban-style wrapper. It does right. have that more Nicaraguan-type style wrapper. And I, that and clicking you hear is my lighter not working. Hold on. Let me just turn it up and see if that helps first. <laughs> the plague is back. Before I give up the ghost. Hey, there, there we go. go. We have fire. <laughs> Every time you go to strike a lighter these days, it just makes me nervous, wondering if you're gonna, if it's gonna make it or not, or if it's gonna fall into the elephant graveyard of all the lighters that have come before it. Well, this one's heavy enough. If I throw it, I'm taking out a window. <laughs> and this thing weighs a solid pound. I mean, this is a great lighter, but it's pretty heavy. And all, it's my Lotus Colossus. And I've become an artist with the scissors on it. Check out that. Just barely lifted the cap off the back of that cigar. I've gotten worse haircuts than that cigar. There we go. Nice and smooth. So, been a good week. Um, seems like everybody came through the hurricane fine. Yeah, I meant to mention that on the podcast last week as everyone was reeling from Harvey and preparing for Irma. Uh, I actually had some friends in town who were evacuating uh, earlier in the week. Uh, luckily, most of their property was spared and stuff, but I know there was a lot of concern with the cigar industry just because of how many companies or factories are down in, in Miami. It's pretty hilarious. My sister lives in the Keys, and she evacuated up here back to Tennessee for Irma, and the hospital she works at has submarine doors on the outside so that no matter what the storm surge is, the hospital would not get wet and flood. They had a water pipe burst. Nobody was there, oh, flooded the yeah. hospital. <laughs> the doors actually held in more water than they kept out at this point. <laughs> at least that version is covered by insurance. True. That, that does help. But <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. I guess when you're due a flood, it don't matter how much effort you go through. So That's kind of like when it's your time, it's your time. <laughs> so Irma seemed on the perfect path to really goof up the cigar industry because it was going Dominican Republic, Cuba, Keys, Miami, all within a couple of days. So here's the, here's the report as it's being reported. Factories in the Dominican Republic lost a day a week, but most of them just described it as rainy and windy. 
And this is the beginning of the tobacco growing season. So it's not like they had mature crops sitting out there. Right. Which is really handy, you know, for keeping everything. Uh, warehouses and headquarters in Miami, different cigar vendors there, they're reporting power as being their biggest problem, but not really any loss or damage of tobacco. Uh, the Florida Dominica is based in Coral Gables, and they say everything there has been described as not catastrophic and repairable, and they're expected to open back up by Friday. And um, Davidoff reported very little damage. Rocky Patel, Cuba's a different story. They say Cuba really took the brunt of Irma. Well, I know uh, a lot of the island is without running water and power at the moment. Like, even still. Well, and the State Department has advised Americans not to travel to Cuba at this time because of the flooding. Oh, wow. Which, hurricane season ain't really when I plan to visit Cuba at any, in any event. But the one behind it, Jose, I think is going to miss the cigar country altogether. So, very, um, very glad that Irma wasn't as bad as it could have been to the cigar business. I, I am too. And it was interesting that uh, as far as Cuba's impact or it's, it, it, Irma's impact on Cuba is that uh, most of the cigar growing region was actually spared, at least from the massive flooding and the damage. Well, and a hurricane is mostly a coastal problem, and most people don't plant tobacco on the coast. Mm -hmm. So probably a lot easier. Um, In happier news, so this week the Undercrown Shade Sun Grown finally ships. Oh, excellent. I've already grilled Austin. He's informed me that it will be next week or the week after before he receives his allotment of shade sun grown. Is their shipping going to be impacted by any of the weather? They say not. They say most of your diplomat dealers should be receiving their cigars this week. That reminds me. I need to talk to you about the diplomat dealers in town. I've got to get... I, I don't want to go to the nearest one to get my money, but this is the first birthday that I've had. So my birthday was on Sunday. This is the first in four years that I haven't had a Liga number 9 on my birthday. So I've got to make that right. I did have the Padron Presidente, which was amazing. Yeah, I seen on the Facebook page that you had the Padron, and I just let me tell you, if I can upgrade from Liga Nine to Padron, I'm probably going to do that most of the time. You know, actually, I would have rather where my palate was that day, and also it's because I was looking for a Liga and I couldn't find. I would have actually preferred the Liga. the Padron is the better cigar. Lord, right. Lord knows I paid more for it, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't in my palate range that day, and which was a real shame. That is, and a Padron is an interesting palate choice. Now, Padron is always going to be very complex. It's going to have, you know, like we spoke about, that rough-hewn wrapper, but it's also going to have a lot of other little nuances. And if you're just wanting to smoke a good, strong cigar um, and don't want to be troubled by the nuance. Right. And I think that's, that's to me, the difference in Padron and other high-end cigars is that. Mm-hmm. Just the hints of clover or the hints of walnut that show up. And I think that's one of the things that makes Padrones so ageable as well. I My first box of Padrones was actually given to me on my 21st birthday. It was uh, the 26th, um, the Prince, Principes, the, the little ones. And I made that last over a year, and they just kept getting better and better and better and better. Well, Padron, to me, will always be the gold standard. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. 
you know, people can say Cuban, they can say Davidoff, they can say what they want, but for me, the gold standard is always going to be Padron at the top, Quorum at the bottom. Do you remember the first Padron you ever had? Um, yes. Yes, I do. It was actually a gift from someone because I, at that time, I would not consider paying that for a cigar. <laughs> I was of the opinion that at a certain point, a cigar taste topped out, that you reached a point of diminishing returns as it referred to the economy of the cigar. Right. And my, my peak limit was at about $11 at that time. Okay. But someone, I'm trying to remember who gave me that Padron. I believe it may have been David Elkins. A friend of ours here at the shop gave me a really nice Padron, and I did take the time to really enjoy that. So it was relatively recently then, in terms of your... Well, it was when we all hung out at the other shop. Oh, okay. We've had a mass exodus from one shop to the other. One owner decided he did not want our business. Yeah. (laughs) And he decided that his cigar shop, last time I was there, they told me they decided their cigar shop was going to be a mild cigar shop. Okay, then. Why would you pigeonhole yourself that way? That just don't make any sense to me. Right. Unless unless you're working your way up to the Davidoff white label account and just trying to prep everybody for it. I, I'm, I'm lost. But, so, love this fall weather. Mm-hmm. And the best part about fall weather is I get to wear my hat. So I have to step away from cigars because I had this experience on the way here. Serial killers never wear hats. Have you ever noticed that? I don't think that's something I spend a whole lot of time well, pondering. For, so I have my old hat. It's not really a cowboy hat. It's not really a fedora. It's kind of in between. It's my old felt hat, and I've wore it for so many years that it conforms to my head perfectly. Mm-hmm. I love... If you do, if you, For those of you out there that want to discuss fashion, if you have a round face, go buy a hat. It elongates, and it will actually increase the strength of your chin, especially if you're like myself, you're getting a little older and you got kind of silver on the temples. The hat accentuates that. It really pulls the whole look together with the hat on. See, I have the exact opposite problem, which is that I have a very skinny face, and it just makes me look like a doofus. Yeah, you're not a hat person. You're, no. you're just not built for a hat. You know, your hair is good. You keep everything. And... It's just not, your face shape is not set up for a hat. And my and it makes my ears look like they could pick up 13 channels. Exactly. <laughs> but everybody is nicer to me when I'm wearing my hat. I was sitting, I sat down at one of our local establishments to have dinner before I came to the shop tonight. People are sitting next to me and engaging me when normally they wouldn't. Everyone talks different to you. For some reason, women always want to take my hat and try it on. I have no idea what that is. I'm sure your lovely bride enjoys that. Uh, she's she's cool with it. All right. Uh, no, she's she's very, my wife's very kicked back on that whole thing. I'm really blessed. It's never <laughs> never been an issue in her life. But just it's fall. Go buy yourself a hat. Do yourself a favor, especially if you have that more round face. It's just a great. I wear it during poker. It keeps your head warm. It keeps everything warmer. Keeps the rain off of you. Buy a hat. So two years ago, I decided I was going to be Indiana Jones for Halloween and really pulled it off, if I do say so myself. Uh, One one of these days, I'll have to get Bo to tell you the story of me actually 
the the action story where he swears he heard the Indiana Jones theme song playing behind me. Uh, <laughs> was you being chased by a giant boulder at the time? <laughs> it, it, in his mind, I was. Uh, it, it, but it, so I was running across a crowded party to try and get to him to relay. It was anyway. It's it's. But the point is, I went to REI and I got this hiking hat, and it's a leather hat of the very same style of it. And I'm I'm not a hat guy, but I'll tell you what: when I'm hiking or camping, it is my favorite hat. I love wearing it. It's comfortable. It it just it it makes sense. Well, and there's no there's no substitute for a well broken in pair of boots or a well broken in hat. Now, my theory has always been with boots, if they're not comfortable from the moment you put them on, put them back on the shelf. Yeah. People say you have to break boots in, and I've had people tell me, you know, walk through a creek in them and then stuff them full of towels and dry them out. And, but the fact of the matter is I've never bought a pair of boots that was uncomfortable when I put them on that ever got any better. Boots will get more comfortable as you wear them in, but if they start uncomfortable, they never get comfortable. They get less uncomfortable, perhaps. Yeah, you reach that point of diminishing returns and all, and that's something that I have to purchase as a new pair of boots. It's time for a new pair of boots to come into my life. (laughs) But back to cigar talk. (laughs) We've had enough talk. We've established serial killers don't wear hats. Uh, so I, before we move on from that, though, what's your theory? Do you have a, a theory on that? Was that, or is it just an observation? It's just a, well, it's just an observation. Here's the thing: nobody take, can take a mug shot with a hat on. So we're conditioned earlier in life that you see mug shots and you see people, and none of them ever have a hat on. So the hat is sublimably placed removed, into your brain. Yeah. So what about the Unabomber with the hood and the? Does that not count? No, that doesn't count. Okay. The Unabomber, the Unabomber, and the dude playing poker that feel like they have to have the hood and the shades. We had a gentleman at the poker game last night. You had a couple wearing headphones this week. That doesn't usually happen. Yeah, and he and not only was he wearing headphones, he was doing the sunglasses, um, which, which I like to refer to as, well, I won't say it in polite company, <laughs> the full feminine hygiene move. Yeah. So. It's just, to me, you're playing a game amongst a bunch of friends. It's for a couple of cigars. Is it really necessary to completely hood up and put the headphones and the sunglasses on? Right. Now, I will admit, when I sit at the poker table with you guys, I do usually put one of my earbuds in. But I keep it on low enough that I can still hear the table. Still talk. I don't, I don't use it the way... I, I'm not wearing these big ear cans like we wear to record. Well, and that's okay. I can deal with the one earbud. I don't prefer it. I prefer for everyone to be totally focused on the game, but we don't live in that society anymore. Right. The society where you get someone's total undivided attention is just about a dead a dead model. Well, for me, the the one earbud with the music playing is actually helps me with that. I I like because I, I don't do well. My hearing's not that great. Uh, and so when there's a lot of commotion and a lot of white noise, a lot of conflicting noise, I get lost. And it, it all kind of... And so having that one little concert allows me to focus on the game and kind of stay at the table a little bit better. Well, and I'm probably a little more tuned into the game because usually I'm dealing. Mm-hmm. And that makes a big difference as to keeping you actually into the game. So... Enough fashion talk. 
back to cigars. So this week, Smyrna, Georgia approved liquor sales in cigar lounges. So Smyrna, Georgia is actually where I was living when I was down there. Uh, I was right on the Marietta Smyrna line. In fact, Wise Ash Cigars, which is I still consider a home shop because I, Lord knows I spent enough time there. I probably should have paid more rent than I did at my house, is in Smyrna. It's about two blocks from where they just built SunTrust Park there in Cobb County for the Braves. So it's a suburb of Atlanta. It is. It's just OTP on 75. And That's really, outside the perimeter. For me. What caught, me, caught my eye about this story was lately the past two weeks, we've been discussing how do you define a cigar lounge? You know, what our individual definitions of cigar lounge is. And I will say the board, the liquor licensing board, did a pretty good job of defining a cigar lounge in Atlanta. See, I, when you, so I haven't heard this. And when you brought this up before we started recording, I was expecting you to say there was, it, that it was a little on the ridiculous side. You have to have a, a wooden Indian, fiberglass won't do. You have to have 3.4 smoke eaters. Like, I was expecting that level of... Well, so here's it. In order to qualify for a new license, a cigar lounge must derive no more than 25% of its revenue from alcoholic beverages. That's... Wow. That's low. They must be consumed on the premises. Okay. That's... And must get at least 40% of its revenue from the in-store sale of cigars and cigar-related products. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So, 40% has to come from cigars and accessories. Right. But only 20%, 25% can come from alcohol. Right. A maximum of 25%. So, where's the other 35% coming from? Lap dances. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that math was their strong suit. I'm just saying it's interesting. Now, here's the additionally, the store must carry a variety of cigars. A variety of cigars is not less than 10 manufacturers of imported cigars. I actually really like that. And must maintain an inventory of at least 1,000 cigars, which are to be kept in a mandatory walk-in humidor. Hey, FDA, are you listening? Yeah. The store must not have an interior floor area of more than 4,000 square foot and must not sell or allow the use of vaping products, hookah, or glass and water pipes. Okay, seriously, this is, that's a perfect description of, of a cigar shop. That's, yeah, that's not bad. I don't, I don't see anything lacking in that description. I really feel like they did a good job of kind of nailing it down. Now, other than the obvious math of 25% right. booze, and I'm wondering, is the 25%, as they're considering that alcoholic products, does that include beer or is that without beer? That was going to be my next question. It doesn't state in this article. And, all, and license holders can sell from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. through 11.45 on Saturday, and 12.30 to 11.30 on Sunday. And that 12.30 on Sunday is actually a Cobb County regulation because I was actually there uh, in 2012 when the law changed that allowed them to sell on Sundays at all. Is that not ridiculous? I think it's, I think it's insanely ridiculous. I, I don't, I mean, if you don't want to drink on Sundays, if you don't want to drink at all, if you want to drink nonstop, whatever your, whatever the case may be, that is all up to you. But what difference does it make 
if someone else does it. And here's and a phrase. Revenue. Here's a phrase that's never been uttered. Well, I was going to church this morning, but the bar's open. Uh, <laughs> that's never been uttered in our society. You should hang out with some of the people that I do. I, I just can't imagine. <laughs> and okay, let's say you do, you know, you could have a service at the bar. Tim Wilson had a whole song about that. Right. Well, I've had, I mean, I've been to a couple of weddings lately that have had a cocktail hour before the wedding at the venue. So everyone's actually sitting there you know, watching the ceremony with drinks in hand. And they've been some of the best weddings I've ever been to. <laughs> so pretty interesting. Get more audience engagement that way. Well, it's pretty interesting. Now, the thousand cigars on hand, I'm, I would be interested. We're going to have to ask Austin, actually, if we did a stick count, how many cigars are in this shop at all times? Oh, he could tell you that pretty easily. But, I mean, basically what it comes down to is you've got... 20 cigars in a box. Right. So every five boxes is 100. So if you've got... Um, 50 boxes. 50 boxes of cigars, you've got 1,000 cigars on hand. That's not that many cigars. And that's not including, you know, the the Rothschild that comes in a 50-count right. box, the Edges, and all of these other cigars that come in 50-count boxes. And I like the designation of the walk-in humidor. You know, you can't just throw a cabinet in a in a bar. And, you know, I think that's important. Um, If you're ever starting a cigar lounge out here, I'll guarantee you the number of cigar lounges that fail is directly proportionate to the number of cigar lounges that don't go to the expense to build a walk-in humidor. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a small one, it don't have to be gigantic. Right. Now, bigger is obviously better, but it don't have to be a gigantic walk-in humidor in order for us to, to get our cigars. So... Good, you know, good regulations, good restrictions coming in from Atlanta. I'm really excited about that, that they're they're actually putting the thought into it. And there's a lot of, there's actually several, I'm I'm thinking about that area around SunTrust Park that they just built out there. There's probably four or five, no, there's probably three or four cigar shops within that general vicinity. So from a nightlife and from a, from kind of building that area up as being a destination part of the city, I can see this going a long way to help that. Well, why don't we step away for a break? We'll take a few minutes and kind of get ready for the second half of the show. We got exciting things coming up. And I'm getting sucked into football season, and I'm not a big football fan. That's I'm having the opposite. I have not been able to get plugged in yet. In fact, last year, my reign of terror as going undefeated in my fantasy football league for the first 10 weeks has already come to I lost my first game. So maybe that has something to do with it. But we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. with this week's Cigar Etiquette Tip of the Week. We've all seen it in the movies. The guy pulls a stogie out of his shirt pocket and proceeds to lick down the length of it before he lights it. I assure you there's no need for this. In fact, if anything, you're going to create uneven burning. It's not a joint that you're trying to seal the wrapper on. Just, it's perfect the way it is. Cut it, light it, enjoy it. And welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is Shane Reeves, one of your hosts, still sitting across from Trey Dedman. Hey, look who wandered up. It's Mr. Austin Huff. Howdy, guys. I'm back for more this week. 
And this week, we're going to try a new game. I always love playing games on the podcast. Um, so far, Trey's record is 0-1. Yes. <laughs> and all the last Uh-oh. time, Jay Drescher beat him. So Handily. Trey is seeking redemption tonight, and Austin is making his debut in the league. We're going to see exactly. So before we get started with the game, how's the warp treating you? Really, really good. Uh, like we mentioned, you know, Warped isn't necessarily known for having a, a whole lot of body to their cigars, but this is really impressing me with the, the depth of flavor that I'm getting out of it. And I think it's that Esteli, that tobacco out of Esteli. That's a recent addition to the humidor, isn't it, Austin? Yes, it is. Warped's a whole new company that I brought in here right after the trade show. Uh, as Trey mentioned, uh, their stuff is just very... Uh, none of their stuff is super strong, per se. Uh, just has a lot of really good, rich, sweet qualities to it is Kyle the founder and owner of the company has kind of uh, had this ideal with uh, how he blends his cigars to be more uh, uh, Cuban-esque he has a very Cuban-esque way as he look on things so he's all about quality of smoke not so much about deep complexity just a rich smooth finish all the way we were talking about that because we was talking about how silky smooth the wrapper is kind of that Cuban style whereas the El Gigante that I'm smoking is a much rougher, coarser wrapper, which I really enjoy. I like the more coarse wrapper rather than the smooth stuff. Right. That's just one of Kyle's uh, Cuban-esque ways. Is he's, found, he's studied a lot with a lot of Cuban rollers. He has a lot of Cuban rollers that work at his factory as well. Um, that plural, the really rare black honey that I also have, uh, almost out of, but... Um, yeah, the La Hacienda that Trey's smoking is just a phenomenal all around. It's one of my bigger sellers that just came out from the humidor. All right, so here's the game tonight, gentlemen. We're playing the aficionado game. Let's go. I'm going to name five cigars individually, and you will each guess the score of said cigar. Now, I'm using the cigar aficionado rating, so I can tell you if you guess anything less than, say, 80, you're probably going to be way off. <laughs> you will, your points will be tallied in the difference from your guess to what the actual score of the cigar was. And if you hit it dead on, you will receive a five-point deduction. Excellent. Now, our first cigar of the night from the Dominican Republic, weighing in at four, ring gauge 42, length five and a half. Binder Dominican, wrapper Ecuadorian. We are talking about the La Flor Dominica Airbender. So the Airbender tonight, what will be the rating? Will please write down your numbers first. Is that the is that the lightest cigar in their lineup? I'm not giving I've, you. I'm not saying no, anything, <laughs> Trey. You're gonna have to think. Of, this is a no, competition. You're gonna oh, have man. to. You're gonna have to know this. Well, it is still an audio medium, so we kind of have to make it interesting for the listeners. Uh, I've actually... Have, have you had the cigar? Oh, yeah. Airbender. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is a recent addition to the shop. These only came in about three weeks ago. Yeah, Airbender. It, it's an older blend, but I brought it into the humidor because it's one of LFD's classic blends, in my opinion. They have the natural Maduro wrap to it, and this is the natural wrap, I believe, that you're speaking of right now. It's going to be made unbodied. It's going to have uh, a lot of that wood, distinct, uh, peppery, earthy spice that you get from a lot of those LFD natural wrap cigars. So just a good kind of little afternoon smoke. So I got an idea in my head on what it's written. I've got mine written down. MSRP on this has been suggested at $7.50. Please check local listings. All right, so, Trey, what was your guess on the airbender? I'm going 88. Trey calls for an 88. Austin, what's your guess? 91. 91. Austin going big. And the actual rating is 
89. Oh, right. wow. 89 All right. rated. I'm feeling so. pretty good about that. Damn it. Trey Just, takes an early lead in the competition. But a small one nonetheless. The early lead goes to Trey. Okay. I'll have come and come back. The next one, a brand new cigar. This cigar just came out this year. It is from the Davidoff factory. It is the Avo Synchro Robot Ritmo. The Ritmo. You want to take another run? It's got the six blends of tobacco. Um, Interesting smoke. I've smoked a couple of them. Not my favorite. A little bit um, among serious cigar smokers, I've not found a bunch of guys that really like this cigar, but it seems to be a favorite of the casual smoker. This was one that came out with a, a little bit of pomp and circumstance too, right? Just because of what they went through to make it, the the well, multiple different blends and and this cigar is currently weighing in at a ring gauge of fifty four and a length of six inches. So if the size helps you any, they are doing the larger version of it. These all come in box press in regular. This one is just in a standard, regular shape of cigar. So the Ritmo. Trey, what is your guess? Uh, I still haven't had this cigar. Um, but I, 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 feel like, I feel like Aficionado is going to really try and do so. I'm going 90. Trey going high with 90. I'm going higher. I have a really good feeling about this because, as he said, Aficionado and Davidoff are like peanut butter and jelly. They love to give Davidoff great ratings. So I'm going to go with a 93. 93. Both of you going high. I almost wrote down 93. 88. Oh, wow. Actual retail rating, 88. And this is a suggested MSRP of $11.90. Okay. Our next cigar is the newest offering, um, well, I shouldn't say newest. Last year it was the newest at the last event from the Four Kicks Company, from Crown Heads. It is Nicaraguan Puro. It's 54 by 6. It's the Las Moreas. This is a great cigar. I really love the Las Moreas. I don't think enough people smoke it. I, I see it in it's most one of their slower moving cigars in the Crown Heads line. Um, I think that uh, with the complexity that uh, John Huber and the Crown Heads company have come out with so recently, the Las Moreas is more of a uh, complex, consistent smoke. Uh, it has a lot of rich, dark, chocolatey, cocoa rich flavors to it. Um, but it, it doesn't have a lot of those rich, distinct, pepine, peppery, earthy spice that's been a lot of their releases over the last couple of years, being the Las Calaveras, the uh, La Imperiosa, and so forth. All right, everybody have their rating written down? I yeah. believe I have mine. Austin, you go first this All right, time. What I'm going to shoot low this time, and I'm going to go with an 87. Oh, I went 86. 86 Uh-oh. for Trey. The Las Moreas comes in at 89. Oh, you got one back on me. All right. Coming back strong. I'm I'm still in it. That's not unusual for aficionado. I think aficionado sometimes has been known to rate their cigars according to um, how much money is spent on advertising. 
that's a, a definitely a common criticism. And, and part of the reason I went as low as I did was not because I felt that that's what the cigar should be rated, but just as a w- smaller company from from aficionado standpoint, I I thought that would be about a two three point deduction. Yeah, for them. aficionado is pretty, in my opinion, biased on a lot of boutique companies. They don't really. Uh, show them as much love as I believe that they should. Uh, as you mentioned, a lot of it is based on how much they spend on advertising, how much they spend on price point, on what the price point of the stick is. Uh, there's a, a lot of factors that go into Cigar Aficionado's rating. So, as Trey mentioned, great, great smoke, but I def- definitely believe that they rated that a little too low for my liking. So, our next cigar, let's talk about it. We're going to the big boys. We're rating the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series. I'm surprised that that's still finding its way on the pages of their ratings. Which one? How many times have it? It is the Superior Maduro, Nicaraguan Puro, 42 by 6.5. I don't think I've had that size of that cigar. I I haven't had it in a long time. Uh, I want to... I don't... Hmm... How much are you going to give away? Now, are you you adding points because it is a Padron? I'm actually deducting points because being a Padron fanboy that I am... uh, and that I know a lot of what the ratings are on typical Padrones. I believe that's one of their lowest rating uh, anniversarios um, because it's not a real popular one. So, But we'll see. I got my rating down. Trey, you got yours? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. Go for it, Austin. All right. I put the uh, Padron Anniversario 64 Superior at a 90, Oof. which I, is low for Padron. I may have shot a little high on this one. I went 94. Ooh. 94. The rating is 89. All right. Close. I knew it was one of the lowest rated ones. Which is unheard of for a Padron. Very unheard of to have under a 90 for especially not just a Padron, but a Padron Anniversario. Uh, It's very, very uh, rare for them. Most of their ratings are going to be in the 93 to 96 range. Which is where I was kind of. Yeah, exactly. So just a casual glance at the score sheet, it looks like y'all are running pretty close to neck and neck. I believe we're only a difference of about one or two. That's right. This is the last cigar of the survey. So tonight, Winner take you, all. you better go for gold on this cigar. All right, here we go. This is a cigar just came into the humidor about two months ago. Um, they released them at the show this year. It is the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez Robusto. It mm. is 52 by 5 inch. It is a Dominican um, and Nicaraguan filler with a Nicaraguan binder and an Ecuadorian wrapper. I didn't hear much news about this coming out of the show. I expected to hear a little bit more. Well, technically, it wasn't a show release, actually. It was a, uh, a release right before the trade show. So this is right when AJ got on board with Altidus and started blending a lot of their cigars. So uh, one of the releases they did do at the show that is a uh, AJ uh, blended cigar for Altidus was the new that I'll be receiving in the humidor, hopefully in the next two weeks, is the new Monte Cristo Monte uh, AJ Fernandez blend. So it is the Mani Mani, which is a blend they came out with roughly three or so years ago. And they did a retake on it with A.J. Fernandez, adding in a little bit of his distinct, earthy, spicy flavor that you get in a lot of his cigars. So I smoked it at the show, was very, very impressed with this stick. I've had both of these cigars. I've had the Mani by A.J. Fernandez and the H. Upman. I like them both. Neither one of them are cigars that I'm going to be tripping over myself to get another one of, but they're not a bad cigar. They're definitely... If someone gave this to me as a gift, I would still think they were my friend. And you've <laughs> actually got this in the humidor, right? Because I think I almost picked it I up. I only to... have the Monty Monty. I oh, don't the have Monty. the AJ oh, by okay. Monty yet. No. 
But he does have the H Upman, which is the yeah, one we're Yeah, I do have rating. the new H Upman. Yeah. All right, so this is a hard one to rate. Trey, what did you rate it? I went 91. So did I. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, 91 oh, no. for both Are we going to end on a tie? I want to say I wa- I'm pretty sure I saw that this was a 91. 90. 90. Oh. Uh, I crossed out 90. <laughs> 90 right, is the death. rating. Okay. So now I have to add up the scores. And also, while I add up the scores, Austin, tell us what's been going on this week. Uh, things have been great. So we had the uh, uh, Cigar Herf this previous weekend, the Cigar Cartel Herf, um, which is phenomenal. And I'll be uh, plugging, actually, the Cigar Cast into it on the uh, Facebook page here. Uh, so hopefully a bunch of those listeners will be able to check it out in here. Uh, but they came into town. It's a big group of over 29,000 members, a massive Facebook group of cigar smokers that uh, uh, planned a trip all over the country. A lot of them were from California, Seattle, a lot of West Coast people that made their way down here to Nashville and uh, checked out a bunch of stores. And luckily on Friday, they decided to uh, uh, stop into my store. So we had about 40 or 50 of them. So it was pretty crazy in here, you can imagine, on Friday. And I mean, they, we were all having fun. I mean, everybody was drinking, having a good time. Everybody's giving away cigars. They call it the cigar herf bombing because they come in and they bring, they buy bunch. I mean, boxes and boxes of cigars, and then they just give them back away to each other. That's so. Cool. It's just all kinds of fun. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, the listeners will be able to uh, check them out. Cigar What's cartel. What's that Facebook page again? Cigar cartel. Cigar cartel. Very interesting. I've never heard of them. I hadn't either. Mm-hmm. And also, that's great. So. And tonight, the winner of the inaugural aficionado competition is not Trey. Oh, oh, yes. Austin. I won something. (laughs) Hold on. I'm sorry. The winner is Trey. Oh, come on. (laughs) That's just mean. (laughs) That's just wrong. Actually, Trey with a score of 11 to Austin's 12. Oh, wow. I, right. I really thought that Padron score was going to get me. Yeah. But you, see, you should have went out on a limb. You should have went high on the Padron. You should have really worked the system. Hey, I was close. I was no, he, he was three off from Padron. I was only one. Yeah, the Padron, is, the Padron <laughs> score. That's the one that kept me in look. the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I, I know you put a lot of work into that. that yeah, we'll that was a great segment, back. Shane. Well, thank you, thank you. I have secret aspirations of either being the wacky neighbor on a sitcom or a game show host. <laughs> no whammies. Yeah, no whammies. Come on. Actually, Card Sharks was my favorite. That was mine, too. Did you? Okay. Everyone out there, I have to tell you all something you probably don't know about Austin. Oh, no. Any piece of classic TV or classic cinema that is brought up, Austin has not seen. Nope. I, if it was made before 2003, he's not seen Hey, it. now, more like 1995. Okay. <laughs> okay, Austin. I just am not a TV and movie watcher. Before the Titans game, we were all sitting outside. We set up a tent. We were having some good cigars, grilling a few burgers. Adventures in Babysitting was on the TV. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? I plead the fifth. <laughs> no, I have not. The prosecution rests your honor. <laughs> And all, because I'm, I'm an 80s kid. We grew up during a great era in movies. We had The Princess Bride. Have you seen it? I saw a portion of it, and I just didn't like it, I'll be honest. Andre uh, the Giant? No, uh, he was good. It, it was too cheesy for me. I don't like cheesy movies. It was you very like Joe cheesy. Dirt. That's different. Joe <laughs> Dirt is. <laughs> 
for me, Joe Dirt is not. I don't clarify Joe Dirt as a great movie. I clarify it as a great dumb movie that I enjoy watching over and over again. Okay. I don't yeah. know if people think the same way about that movie, but from what Have I you understand, the Do Over on Netflix. No. The oh wait, new Adam Sandler. That, yes, and I think I did. Yeah. Damon Spade movie. Yes, I did see I, that. I'm one. not familiar with that yeah, one. It's okay. Well, I guarantee you, you can go to facebook.com slash the cigar cast and enter any classic movie. Um, Austin, how many times have you seen The Godfather? Zero. <laughs> oh, you're breaking my heart. The original Star Wars? I've seen the Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars. I like now, I'm Star not talking Wars. about episode one. I'm talking about the real original. No, well, the real, four. yes, four, five, and six I've seen. Okay. So, yes, I have seen a couple, you know, before the 1995, but... Scarface? Never seen it. I knew that was coming. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Nope. Goodfellas? Nope. He's killing me. (laughs) I didn't think our educational system had failed until this very moment. (laughs) Man, getting roasted. I thought this was a cigar cast, not the roast of Austin. (laughs) Well... You sit down in the chair and you just take anything that comes your way. There's great cigars in all of those movies with the exception of The Princess Bride. (laughs) It's true. So we're still tangentially linked here. Is there cigars in Star Wars? Did I miss it? (laughs) No, in an oxygen-rich environment, probably wouldn't be a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, but think how long underneath that helmet you could keep one going. Right. That's what that noise of Darth Vader is. is Darth Vader's (laughs) making the noise because he's taking a puff of his cigar. I always thought he was vaping. When the the lightsaber cutter comes out, I'm in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) As soon as those come in. Speaking of which, when's my new cork cutter coming in? They should be coming in here uh, in a few weeks. So they, from when I looked at it, uh, they're shipping late September, early October. But with Hurricane Irma and unfortunately it being so tragic, a lot of stuff's being pushed on back order. A lot of stuff's being delayed. So I have not heard anything from Calibri yet. So fingers crossed that the shipping time is still accurate, but we will see. But it is ordered. Okay. As long as I know it's ordered and I know it's coming, and uh, we had to speak when the when we come back from the show, he had not ordered the new Calibri quark cutters. Quasar. Quasars. Yeah. Why do I want to call them quark? Well, because it's a cube, maybe the four. I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever played Cubert? Austin. Nope. We're going to have to do something with this shop. and just That sound uh, got, y'all hear is me shaking my head. you got five TVs in here. We can put Godfather on that one. We can put, you know, a John Hughes movie over there. We can, you know, we, we, can, we can break you in in one weekend easy. Sounds I do like a plan. We ought to have a cigar cinema night here where we show a classic movie and all of us sit around and have a cigar. That sounds fun. That's a great idea. And uh, after football season, of course. Right. Well, right. I'm thinking Wednesday nights, you know, no football going on. Easy well, night. We're doing the podcast. Well, that's why we can do it after the podcast. There we go. I think, so, we, I think we've so got a plan, gentlemen. Yeah. It's a movie night. Right? We need, Not the well, movie day. The thing is, with The Godfather, you need a movie day. Oh. Because well. we'd be here till the wee hours of the morning. It's about three hours Holy and a good portion goodness. of it's yeah. in Italian. Woo. Yeah, and don't... And why don't, do I want to see this movie? Because it's one of the <laughs> finest movies ever made. Uh, do not make the mistake I made, which is sit down uh, at lunch and decide you're going to watch a movie while you're getting kind of going for the day on a, on a lazy Saturday and then turn on Apocalypse Now and then four hours later go, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? I've got to see the sun. <laughs> it's the longest movie. Well, there's certain movies that when you're flipping through the channels and you see it, you have to stop and watch 15 minutes. It's mandatory. A Knight's Tale is one of those for me. 
I love I like, that movie. Never heard of it. Heath Ledger. Uh, uh, nope. Um, what's the the guy? Uh, anyway. I remember the movie. Okay, the music threw me off. The classic rock in it really threw me off. I, see, I love that. I thought that was part of what made it so much fun. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to use the classic rock angle in the movie, you either go all the way over the top with it and have them singing it and go full musical, or you cut it out and stay with traditional. Like Jesus Christ Superstar, but with like knights jousting? That actually would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they actually stop. They're singing into their lance, things like that. But coming back to cigars before we wrap it up this week... Sorry, Austin. Trey is now one and one. You had to tease me with it. Just had to get my hopes up high and then just rip the rug out from under me. (laughs) We'll get you back on and we'll do we'll do a rematch. Just out of curiosity, which edition of Aficionado was were those rare keys out of? This is the latest edition of Aficionado. This would be the October 2017 issue. Okay, so Tom Brady on the cover, and Dan Sheridan's supposed to be picking the winners of the Super Bowl. Oh. Austin, would you like to take this with you? I know you did not fare so well in the Super Bowl bet last year. Hey, oh. now. Hey, now. I made oh. it back on the Conor McGregor fight. Let me just clarify. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> somebody thought that Conor McGregor was going to beat the Floyd May money. I mean, come on. It's just not good. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for Conor McGregor, but I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. The smart money was on Mayweather. I'm a realist. Is Which box of cigars did we... Did the winner get out of that bet? LFD, 654s, so, which okay. I have not been paid on yet, by the way. Just clarifying. Aha. Uh-huh. So waiting for him to buy those from me like he clarifies he is. <laughs> Austin will get sales we'll be, up any way he can. We're referring to a customer that y'all may, not, y'all may know on the show. He's, he's real loud. He's Irish. Not name-dropping, but you'll probably know if you tune into the Cigar Cast. <laughs> Somewhat of a regular on the Cigar Cast. And we hope you're all regulars on the Cigar Cast. In the, in the meantime, between episodes, uh, we do hope that you'll reach out. Uh, got a, a couple of birthday wishes from some of our listeners, which I really appreciated. So thank you for that. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Cigar Cast. And uh, if you want to email us, info at thecigarcast.com. And Shane mentioned earlier, facebook.com slash thecigarcast as well. Well, everyone, have a very nice week. Have a cigar and think well of us.